Welcome and thanks for listening to this message from City Bridge Community Church. Our heart at City Bridge is to call all people to be fully devoted followers of Christ. To learn more about City Bridge and how you can take your next faithful step with Jesus, check us out online at citybridgechurch.org. Now, here's the message. We're going to spend some time today having a good old-fashioned family meeting. Now, when I say that, uh, some of you think about, oh my gosh, whenever my mom and dad said, hey, let's have a family meeting, you have different experiences. So for some of us uh, at our house, it was pretty easy uh, when we had little kids because they were kind of excited to come around the table, what's the big deal? And they wanted to know and we'd have conversations. But then as they grew... Uh, you kind of got the eye rolls. Oh no, another family meeting, okay? But I think today that our girls, our family would say, hey, those were some really formative times for our family when we called family meetings. And so the content of those meetings was sometimes it was, hey, let's celebrate God's faithfulness. Let's do that. At other times it was, hey, uh, the house is not looking like we want it to look, right? It's just, hey, let's see if we can take some ground in the cleanliness thing around here. Sometimes it was celebrating great things. And then there were some times where we were like, hey, we've got a really tough season coming up, whether that was sickness or um, a a parent was moving towards uh, death. Uh, We'd sit down, we'd hold hands and we said, hey, God, will you galvanize our family in order to kind of push through this hard time? And so, we would all say that family meetings were pretty formative. And so as we're kind of halfway through Hebrews, we thought this would be a really good time to kind of have a little family meeting today. And if you're a guest here, we're really glad you're here. And we hope as we talk about God's faithfulness in us, through us and around us, that you'll be attracted to the family that's here. I know I am. I love this body that we have here. I love our friends and families that are here, and we hope that'll be attractive to you. But today, we're gonna do a little family meeting, and we're gonna ask you to do two things today. One, we're gonna ask you to participate in something that we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about kind of some campus growth, how we can improve our campus, but we're also gonna ask you to pray. And so we kind of have clarity on what we think is the next step the elders do and the leadership does around what we think is the next step. But as we lay a foundation for a faithful future, we need you to pray with us for beyond what we're gonna talk about today. So really the title of today's message is, hey, laying a foundation for a faithful future and we want you to participate and to pray uh, with us. And so as we get start talking about this, we would love um, to remind you of some things that we are committed to at City Bridge. And so no matter what we're doing, if we're, we've got a capital project going on or anything like that, we always want you to know we are about making disciples. We never wanna get distracted from our main mission of calling all people to be fully devoted followers of Christ. And that's kind of proved out every single Sunday here. Okay, there's a thousand or so adults that are in this room where we're teaching God's word and we're connecting in significant ways. There's 600 kids over on the west side of the building that are being discipled. We're not just trying to keep them alive. 
Okay, we're, we're, we're discipling them, and as our culture continues to move away from God, trying to build foundational roots for them that would allow them to stand against the waves of our culture as it becomes more antagonistic toward, towards Christ and towards Christians, and so that's what we're doing. So every Sunday, we're making disciples here. During the week, Monday nights, Reengage, Tuesday nights, Regen, Wednesday nights, student ministry, Thursday nights, young adults, pastoral care ministries, Bible studies and things. This building's being used as a launching pad or a platform for making disciples. And then it was really fun. Um, also every week around here is community groups, okay, are meeting every single week. And we say about community groups where that's the laboratory where we practice the one another's of scripture. So when you're meeting together in community groups, which is our laboratory for making disciples, okay, you're having conversations and you're growing your faith to be a disciple. Uh, I went back, which was really fun, getting ready for this message to my message that was at the very first of 2022. And so I went back and I just wanted to say, hey, what's God done this year? Because sometimes we need to remind ourselves what's happened. And so some of the things that we talked about on that Sunday in January was one, we were gonna adopt the clinic from uh, Watermark Dallas. And so we've done that. And so we're gonna have 8,000 patient visits this year at the clinic. And every single, yeah, please, it's awesome. And every single one of those people that are there have the option to hear about more than just what can happen in their physical healing, but what can happen in their spiritual and emotional healing. And it's amazing the ministry that's happening there. We have Skylark. We were talking about Skylark in January of 23, and that's a everyday day camp during our, during our summer. And we had a ton of kids <coughs> on our campus and several of those kids came to Christ. And all throughout the summer, we were making disciples of kids, right, that are, that are coming from different places. It's not our normal people, right? And it was awesome to kind of reach out into different communities that are around City Bridge and have people come and be a part. And we're hoping to do even more with the families of those kids that came to Skylark. As evidenced in our second service, our young adult ministry is growing. Okay, I love having our young adults in here. And so we're doing that because number one, we love them. They're being discipled. We're gonna talk in a second, but across the parking lot is about to be a young adult community. And we wanna disciple our young adults are here and grow them so they'll be effective to reach that community. And we'll talk about that a little more later. And then the other thing we talked about in January of last year was the Institute. And so we had a pilot Institute last year with six people this year, we kind of said, hey, we're all in on this institute thing. It's been great. And so our institute students are playing a significant role of making disciples around here. So I just don't want you to forget as we kind of have this message today and we talk about these things, that that is our heart. No matter what we're doing on the building or the facility, we want you to remember we are about making disciples. And so I just just wanna stop for a second, kinda is the lead pastor around here, and just, if you have served in 2021, if you've prayed in 2021, if you've given 
in 2021, if you have let us use houses or cars or suburbans or lake houses or whatever it is, I just wanna say thank you because you have been a part of discipling the body of Christ. And I hope you think about that a little bit. As you've sacrificed time, talent, and resources, God is using that to make disciples. And as I say that, I think about what Paul said to the Thessalonian church. Several times in that book, he just talks about, hey, you're doing great, excel still more. Keep going, keep making disciples, keep advancing the kingdom of God. And so before we jump into the specifics of what we're gonna ask you to participate in, but also what we want you to pray about, I just wanna kind of take you through some guiding passages that the leadership here at City Bridge has been through here in the last uh, couple of months. Let me give you a little background for why I wanna do this. So uh, in 2021, we launched City Bridge and we had a great first year in terms of everybody's pulling on the rope, just trying to make sure we're a healthy, independent church. And God granted that to us and we felt really good about that. But once we got healthy, we entered, or once we were healthy, we entered 2022 and we start examining, hey, how's our church doing? What areas do we need to grow in? And I would just tell you that there wasn't 100% alignment among the elders and among the senior staff team. Are you surprised that there was conflict? Are you surprised that there's conflict in your family? Are you surprised that there's conflict in your community group? High performing teams have conflict. It's just what happens. And so 2022, we would look back and say, hey, there were several months where we were having meetings and then we'd have another meeting about that meeting and another meeting about that meeting, working through to make sure we were aligned. So it's not concerning that we had conflict. It's concerning if we don't work it out. And if we stay, we don't stay unified and we don't stay aligned. And I can tell you right here on the other side of that, that our elders and leadership teams in good shape, right? We're going the right direction, but there was a several months where we were kind of walking through that. So in the beginning of October, we went on an elder retreat. And so I just said, hey, I want each of you guys to bring a passage of scripture, okay? That just kind of reminds us how to wait on the Lord and how to listen to the Lord before we act. Because we thought, certainly I thought, that there were times that maybe we trusted too much in our experience or our education or our knowledge and we weren't waiting on the Lord. So I just kinda wanna let you into the family meeting and we're just gonna kinda go through those four passages fairly quickly and just pull out a principle that we wanna carry into 2023 if we can. And so these four passages are really four pivotal critical moments in the history of God's people as we go through scripture. So the first one is in Exodus 33. This is Moses. After the Exodus, they've gone to Mount Sinai. The golden calf incident happens. They're disobedient. Okay, the tabernacles moved outside the camp. And now Moses goes to the tabernacle and he is talking to God at the tabernacle. And here's what he says in verses 13 through 16 of Exodus 33, says, now therefore I pray you, if I have found favor in your sight, let me know your ways that I may know you, so that I may find favor in your sight. 
Consider too that this nation is your people. And he, God said, my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. Then he, as Moses, said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not lead us up from here. For how then can it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not by your going with us so that we, I and your people, may be distinguished from all the other people who are upon the face of the earth? And we're not gonna dive deep into this today because I wanna look at all four, but it would be a great passage for you to dive into. But a couple of things I just wanna observe and make points. First of all, Moses' heart here, one of the greatest leaders in the Old Testament, is to know God and to know his ways. And it's one of the things that I pray for myself and that I pray for you is that we would know God, we would know his way and his plans that we may operate under his leadership. And so one of the interesting things in this passage too is it talks about God's people being set apart. And back then in the Old Testament, okay, it was a literal physical presence that they could see that God was with them. For us in the New Testament, it's an indwelling presence. The Holy Spirit lives in us, sanctifies us and sets us apart. But what makes somebody God's people is the presence of God and the indwelling spirit in us that sets us apart because we want the community, the culture to look at us and say, oh, because of the way they love each other, give me some of that. I want what they have. And that's one of the areas that we can grow in. And so we walked away with this theme uh, from that. And that is, if God is not in us in it, we don't want it. Anybody made that mistake of kind of getting out in front of the Lord, making decisions without consulting him? I have, and it didn't go well. And my hunch is it, wouldn't, it didn't go well for you either. Second passage is in Joshua 9, and the context here is Joshua is kind of heading into the promised land, and God's kind of told him, hey, you need to clear out the land, okay, of everybody that lives in the land. So there's a community there called the Gibeonites that are afraid of being decimated by the Israelites, okay, and they say, hey, we're going to we're gonna trick Joshua and his leaders by having them think, we live outside the land when they actually live in the land. So they even went so far as to put some old bread loaves in their saddlebags because they knew that Joshua and his generals might check to confirm that they're from out, outside the land and not inside the land. And so as you go through Joshua, you find out they have a conversation. Joshua and his generals, they check the bread. They say, hey, the bread is old. They have traveled from a long way. And then we get to Joshua 9, 14, and it says this. So the men of Israel took some of their provisions and did not ask for the counsel of the Lord. And so even evidence, right, was clear. But they made a decision based on what they knew and what they saw, and they did not consult the counsel of the, of the Lord. And so the principle is this, regardless of what seems obvious, we will always ask for the counsel of the Lord. And I ask you guys today, I want you to pray and participate. And we would just ask as we go through these passages, why those themes that are coming out of there, would you pray that for your family? Would you pray that for your community group? Would you pray that for our church? 
that these would be guiding principles for us as we move into 2023. The next one, 1 Kings 3, 7 through 9. And this is Solomon's prayer. This is after David has ruled and reigned and he's passing off the kingdom to Solomon when Solomon's really young and he's getting ready to build the temple. And if you haven't read 1 Kings chapter three in a while, go read it. Solomon is on point in this prayer. We know that it didn't go well for Solomon later, but at this point in his life, he was on point. And it says this, 1 Kings 3, 7 through 9. Now, O Lord, my God, You have made your servant king in place of my father David, yet I am but a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. Your servant is in the midst of your people, which you have chosen, a great people who are too many to be numbered or counted. So give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, to discern between good and evil, for who is able to judge this great people of yours? And so I will tell you, part of what was going on with our conflict as leaders at City Bridge during 2022 was that too many of us were trusting in, like I said before, our experience or how we'd done it before or maybe our education. And so as we were spending time together this past year, I just need to tell you and let you know that I was a significant part of the problem and that I was trusting in the way that we had always done things at Watermark. And so I had some buddies, elder friends in my life that just said, hey, Kegs, you're kind of dug in on the way this is happening. Like there's a little rigidity to how we're operating things. And they started leaning in and leaning in. And all of a sudden, by God's grace and great friends who love me, I kind of saw, man, you are absolutely right. And I went back to those guys and I asked for forgiveness and I said, hey, I have not given you what you need to be the elders that God has called you to be. And so I I love what we did all those years at Watermark, but what works for a church of 15,000 doesn't work sometimes for a church of 1,500. And it was a learning experience for us. And God used God's people to sharpen me and show me my part of the conflict that was going on. And so the principle is that we as leaders are not wise enough to lead God's people apart from God's wisdom to judge and discern. And so the last passage is in just whenever the early church is taking place, it's in James. If you'll remember when we studied James a few months ago, James was written somewhere between 43 or 46. So think about that. 43 or 46 AD, that's only 15 years after the resurrection. This is the development of the early church. And if you're familiar with James or you remember, James 1 just says, 1.5 said, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach and it will be given to him. So God stands ready, willing and able to give us wisdom. And then it goes on in James chapter three, verse 17. This is one of the passages we studied in our retreat as we were together, was that, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering and without hypocrisy or it's authentic. It's a great list. Whenever we're trying to discern God's wisdom, is it this? Is it characterized by these things right here. So I just want to show you just kind of a summary slide that we put together. And this is, we want you to pray this for your church 
but also for your community and also for your family. But look at those things, Exodus 33, if God's not in it, we don't want it. Joshua 9, will always ask for the counsel of the Lord. First Kings 3, we're not wise enough to lead God's people apart from God's wisdom to judge and discern. And James, God stands ready to give us the godly wisdom we need. How's that sound? As a way to guide our church as we make decisions about wanting to be right where God wants us to be. And this is a story I bet 95, maybe 98% of you don't know. It's a story of how God protected us from ourselves. So back in 2013, the elders at Watermark decided that they wanted to plant a campus up north. And so I was one of the ones that was kind of a part of that team trying to find the campus. And we landed, okay, on a, on a small church at 15th and Alma that we were super excited about. It only sat about three or 400 had not very many children's classrooms and really small hallways and really, th think about you know the church you grew up in. And for some reason, we thought that was a really good idea. And we were about to wire money to this church, this satellite church that we were, we were gonna buy from this other, from the, from the mother church. And all of a sudden this thing came open. And we came up here and we walked around for an hour looking, what can we change, what can we shift? And we ended up here. I have no idea why we thought that other one was a good idea. But God in his grace, and because of the prayers of God's people, protected us from ourselves. And it's why your prayer for us, for leaders, for your community leaders, for your family is so important because the way that seems right to a man sometimes ends in death or it ends in a bad decision, the scripture says. And so we need you to pray regularly for us that we would be wise with not our own wisdom and experience, but with, with God's wisdom. And so we think as elders here at City Bridge and as senior staff on our team, that there's a strategic opportunity for us right now. And I think you'll understand what I'm talking about. We need to solve a very practical problem. We need to solve kind of a problem that's gonna help us connect more as a body. And we'd love to solve an aesthetic problem in terms of, this is a 110,000 square foot furniture warehouse. Right, and so that's what it is. And over the course of the years, we've been able to invest and clean it up and put a little lipstick on it, but it's still a warehouse, right? And so we wanna continue to make it warm and more inviting. And so we, we're gonna get a chance to talk about that today. So the first thing we want you to know is just kinda as we think about the master plan for City Bridge, we've got 13 acres here that we bought in 2014, launched the church in 2015. The elders and the senior staff here think this is our footprint, okay? We don't have any, God can do whatever he wants anytime, but we don't have any plans to buy more land, okay? We don't have any plans to build a 2,000 seat auditorium, okay? We think this is our property, and if we grow, which I think we will, okay, if we grow, we're gonna start another church, okay? And I don't know where that is, Yet, but if we start growing, we'll go to a community that's around us and we'll plant, okay, another church. But this is our footprint. And so what we're gonna solve for today is that we have a parking problem. 
okay? And that is a problem because we don't have any control over our parking to the south. You guys drive in every single Sunday, cones everywhere, and we really like the guys over at Triton Partners who have bought that. They've been a good partner to us, but they're not gonna invest anything in the appearance of that parking lot. They're not gonna advance anything on lighting. They're not gonna advance anything, or they're not gonna add anything on security for our kids that are walking across the street. All the stuff that we need, we just don't have any control of that. We also pay $120,000 a year to lease that parking. It's a really practical problem that we need to solve. And we've also got a rolling 12-month lease that they have. They can kick us out if they start the fuse within 12 months. And so that's a little dicey as well. And so we think we have a parking problem. I think you would agree. And so what we're gonna talk about today is, hey, what we think our plan is to kind of take advantage of the parking problem. But here's the great thing that's happening. We think it's an opportunity okay, to do something else. We're gonna flip the entrance to our building to the north side, which has been the the plan all along, have great landscaping and just have great walk-up appeal that's gonna move through the porch. Like right now, the porch is underutilized because nobody goes over there. We flip it to the north, the porch is gonna get utilized like crazy in terms of people connecting there. It's gonna be much warmer. It's gonna be much really inviting. So we're super excited about that. The other thing is we've got a little soccer club around here that uses our field, okay, four nights a week from kind of five to nine. They wanna put on a third of the acreage over here on the north side, they wanna put a soccer field over there, like a turf field, whether that's grass or astroturf, we think that would be kind of great, okay? In terms of for our kids, for our students, for our midweek, for Skylark, anytime we wanted to do outdoor things as adults at City Bridge, we think that would be great. And so the soccer club wants to partner with us both in the cost and the upkeep, okay, of building a field over there. And we think that would be great for us. So we wanna serve a practical problem We wanna add the turf field that would be great for our church, kids, students, everybody. And then we would love to solve the aesthetic problem. It would just be a much better, warmer walk up to this. So let me just give you kind of the numbers, what we're looking at, and it's a really encouraging story, okay? And so the total project is gonna be $2.6 million, okay? To build two thirds of this 4.4 over here for parking and one third of that, let's go ahead and put the OmniPlan visual up first, if you can. So this is, so to give everybody just an orientation, so this is the north side, the new parking lot will be two thirds and the turf field will be the third is the way that we're thinking about that, okay? And we think it's gonna be so helpful to kind of be more inviting for our church. Okay, next slide, Blake will be great. Um, and so here's what it is, here's the number. So the, okay, I know you're sitting there parking 2.2 million, you have to be kidding me. It's concrete and paint. We've priced it three times. That's legit. And we have some construction folks in our body that are just saying, hey, Kyle, and they're actually doing the job for us. And they're like, this is just what it is, right? million. And then the outdoor turf field, as we partner with the soccer club, will be less than half a million, but that's gonna include fencing, landscaping, all that kind of stuff. And so um, 
We'll kind of keep working on, we're working on those numbers, but we think that's the total cost of 2.6 million. Here's the great news, because of your faithfulness and the faithfulness of our entire body, there's already $1 million in the bank. Way to go, City Bridge. And we're not sitting here wondering if, hey, they're gonna light the fuse and we're not gonna be able to do anything. We can, we can start the parking lot with the 1.1 million. But we think, the elders think here that we have clarity, okay, on what the next step is, which is to do that north side over there. Well, let me tell you what we don't have clarity on, okay? So we are laying a foundation for a faithful future and let's just be clear, parking is not flashy, okay? But it's necessary for us to help our campus. And so we're doing it, we're warming it up, we're building that for the next 100 people that are gonna step foot on our campus. That may be your neighbors, that may be patients from the clinic, okay? That may be our friends that are gonna come into the uh, young adult community over to the south of us. I don't know who that's gonna be, but we wanna be ready. We wanna lay a faithful foundation for the future. And so let me tell you, we don't have an idea problem at City Bridge. There are hundreds of ideas about what we should do next, what our body should do, what it should be about. So let me give you five or six of those, okay? The reason I ask you to pray, okay, is because we don't know. We don't know yet what God would have us do. So I'm gonna give you some ideas that we're thinking about, and I'm just gonna ask you to pray. And so let me give you some of those. This will be really fun. So number one, what's going on over there is called Assembly Park. 400 units of young adults, retail, restaurant, park space, dog park, dog park space, all of that, literally 100 yards from our building. And we're asking the question, hey God, what do you want us to be a part of there? It's why we're investing in our young adults right now, that they're ready to make disciples of those folks that are coming in to that community. Second, did you know that three of the largest high schools in the state of Texas, the three largest are three miles from here? Is that an accident? What if we took some of the resources that the body provides and we, bought, we, hired, we hired six interns and we put a girl and a guy at Plano High School and a girl and a guy at Plano East and a girl and a guy at Allen High School and we start investing in the students that are around here. Now, everybody's going, oh yeah, here we go. We don't know yet. We need you to pray. Here's another one. Third, the clinic. We already love what God's doing at the clinic, but as we've kind of looked around uh, the healthcare network in Collin County this last year, we've discovered a couple of things. One, healthcare is even more of a mess than we thought. Okay, number one. And and number two, everybody we've talked to wants to work with us. I'm so encouraged by Baylor Scott and White and by Presby and all those hospital organizations. They're like, we need you. And so we've got some opportunities there. It may even could look like a primary care clinic on our property where we get to see people time and time again. And as we're having a conversation about their spiritual healing, we just say, hey, don't forget. Tuesday night, 6.30, 50 yards from here is Regen. Walk across the parking lot and jump in. It could be great. 
for us, but we don't know. We're asking God, we need you to pray about what is next. As our culture continues to move away from godliness, the number of pastoral care issues that we have is growing and growing and growing. And you know that because your community group has them, right? Family has them. And so we've thought about, hey, how do we start or how do we invest in a lay shepherding institute to equip more of our body on how to run to the chaos that's going on in our culture right now and love and care and shepherd people? What about this worship center? Like, we lo- I love this building, right? But there is some acoustic issues in here. There's some lighting issues. There's some sound issues. If you sit towards the back, it's a little difficult to feel connected to the service. There's some funds that we could put towards this thing. We don't know if that's the right use of funds. We have no idea. And then here's a really fun one. We've been ideating around a coffee shop in the strip mall or in the community across the parking lot. City Bridge Coffee. I'm like, but we we don't know, right? We need you to pray and we need God to show us what he wants us to do. And so how do you guys participate in this? And so here's what we're gonna spend the last five minutes or so just talking about what that looks like. So here's our philosophy here is that every dollar you give to City Bridge, I give to City Bridge is a kingdom dollar. Okay, and that money may actually come into our giving fund and it may get used for plumbing or electrical or whatever that is. That's kingdom dollars that we have got to have, okay, in order for this to be a launching pad to make disciples, which has been happening for six years around here. And so just a reminder on some things, we don't do debt around here, like nothing around here has debt. We won't do debt for this project that we're talking about today. Okay, we don't do pledges. Okay, we think whatever you, whatever you as you process with the Lord are supposed to give, that's what you give without doing pledges. We don't hire consultants, okay, to pay them a percentage of the giving so that they can do some real shiny, flashy communication pieces. We don't do that, okay? We're just kind of letting you know, hey, here's the need of our body at City Bridge and we want you to be a part of that. We don't pass the plate around here, we think sometimes that can be manipulative. The way that you give to us, we love, is that you are talking to the Lord, talking to your family, talking to your community group, and you're giving as God initiates uh, with you. One of the really fun things about kind of a construction project around here is we get a chance to use people in our body. So architecture, okay, landscape, um, interior design, Um, trying to think two or three more specialties. And a lot of those folks, they're a part of our body. They they see it as their kingdom responsibility. They either give us the big brother discount or they do it for free. And they're using these gifts that God has given them for the kingdom. And it has saved us thousands of dollars over the projects that we have done. And so here's what we're asking you today is that you would pray Okay, that you would process with your family and with your community group. And ever, whenever you get, uh, feel like what you're supposed to give, and this is, we're asking to do this on top of what you normally give to the general fund, because we still need to operate and keep the lights on. But whatever you can do on top of that, we want you to pray, process, and then be obedient to what God 
has given you to do. And I would just tell you that uh, Grant McQuilkin, who's one of our uh, elders here, and I just love his sentiment. When he thinks about his years of his family at Watermark and at City Bridge, he just kind of thinks the way they've been discipled. His comment was, hey, I can't write a check big enough for what the church has done for my family. And I, I feel the same way. And I hope you do too, that where you're being discipled is a place where you ought to invest because we really do have clarity that this is the right next step for us. And so real quickly, how do you give? You can give online, either on the website or on the app. If you've got the City Bridge app, there's an opportunity to do that. Uh, you can do it by check and put it in the giving boxes or you can do it by a wire transfer of stock. And here's what we're trying to do. Our timeline is we would love to have that 1.5 million that we're needed, that's needed by the end of the year or certainly early in the next year. Because our heart would be that we could start construction in February or March. It's about a six month construction process. And by the time the nice weather hits in the fall, we're ready to go. Okay? And so that's, that's our timeline, okay? We don't wanna manipulate anything. We trust the Lord with timing, how that works out. We know that if it's longer than that, God's got something to teach us in that. But that's our ask of you to pray, process with your friends, family, and community, and be obedient to that. We've also got a couple of elder meetings that are coming up in the next couple of weeks that'll flash up here on the board where you can just come and sit around in a circle of chairs and just ask questions. If you're a member here, you need to know everything that's going on here. And if you wanna come, ask questions, we'd love it. We'd love to sit around and tell you why we think this is the right thing, why we have clarity here. And if you've got ideas on, hey, I really like that coffee shop idea, I know how to do that, let's have that conversation, okay? Folks, most of the ministries around here started because somebody in our body said, I wanna lead that. And so that's what we're praying about. What? is happening. And then when you walk out of here today, you're gonna get a handout, okay? And it's basically an FAQ about what we're calling project or phase 3A. So the last one with the porch and the playscape and all that was phase two. This is phase 3A because we think we're gonna continue to grow our campus, not size-wise, but in terms of how it is inviting for the next 100 people. And the, we think this is phase 3A right here. And so we're really pumped about what God would do. And so meet with the elders. You're gonna get that handout. It gives you more information that I've given you today, but we would love for you to pray and participate with us. And so I'm gonna call Brian Buchek, one of our elders up here, because we wanna close the time today around God's word. And we're just gonna stand and we're gonna read God's word together out loud. Those same four passages, right, that I went through because we want that to be the guiding principles as we think about phase 3A, as we think about the things that God might show us in the future. We wanna make sure we're asking the Lord for those things. So stand with us and we're gonna read God's word together. All right, Exodus 33, 13 through 16. Say it with me. Now, therefore, I pray you, if I have found favor in your sight, let me know your ways that I may know you, so that I may find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. 
And he said, my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not lead us up from here. For how then can it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not by your going with us so that we, I and your people, may be distinguished from all the other people who are upon the face of the earth? Joshua 9, 14. So the men of Israel took some of their provisions and did not ask for the counsel of the Lord. 1 Kings 3, 7 through 9. Keep reading with me. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. Yet I am but a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. Your servant is in the midst of your people, which you have chosen, a great people who are too many to be numbered or counted. So give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people to discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? James 1.5. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. James 3.17. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering, without hypocrisy. Is that great for your family? Yes. Is it great for our church family? Yes. That we would wait on the Lord, listen intently, and then whenever we're clear that we would obey quickly what God has asked us to do. So let's pray now. I'm gonna pray for our family of City Bridge that this would be true in every area of our church, community group, ministries, and of our church as a whole. Thanks for listening. We pray this message encourages you on your journey with Jesus. If you found this message helpful, feel free to share it with others and leave us a review. To learn about City Bridge and how you can take your next faithful step with Jesus, check us out online at citybridgechurch.org. You can also follow us on social at citybridgecc. See you next time.